This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, September 3rd. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. We uh, were just saying, we got this teeny little slate today. Probably our sl- uh, smallest slate of the year. Yeah, it could be. Uh, yeah, we have these, you know, three, four, five game slates. Usually they're just part of a bigger day. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time we got five games late, one game early. That's not part of anything. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, not too much to work with. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago is at Minnesota in the morning, but one game standing alone is not really part of a DFS anything. You're right. But five games tonight and also, I was a little nervous at first, trying to figure out a five-game slate, but uh, there's actually quite a few options, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I agree. There's uh, some good choices available, uh, mostly because the pitchers are pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll be a challenge to get the right guy in your lineup, but uh, you know we got a lot of hitters as a result. And I feel like in a small slate like this, I'm almost a little more inclined to go not obvious. You want to mm-hmm. look for Absolutely. you know the one that... N- not necessarily everybody has maybe some backwards logic or something sometimes so let's go ahead and get started at a catcher brad who sticks out to you at catcher catcher's probably got the maybe the top guy of the day buster posey mm-hmm. up against uh, chris russin at coors field uh russin uh, a very mediocre lefty uh posey smashes lefties he got coors field in play I don't really think there's too much more to really need uh, right. convincing. And his price isn't even that extreme, uh, just because he hasn't been on one of his hot streaks. So, uh, you know, he's he's still playing well. I think he's got something like 11 hits in his last four games. Uh, so, yeah, looking good for Posey tonight. So, starting there immediately, like, would you almost not go with him because it makes too much sense because everybody's going to? It's definitely a consideration because there are other catchers that you know, look good. Uh, I like Salvador Perez's matchup against Matt Boyd. I think that he could be a much sneakier play who, mm-hmm. you know, similar ceiling almost. Uh, you're not dealing with Coors Field. It's uh, Kauffman Stadium. That's a big downgrade, obviously. Uh, but you're paying a lot less for Perez. He's got an excellent matchup against a bad lefty, and he hits lefties well. Yeah, um, that's come up a lot this year. Sal Perez traditionally hits lefties well. Right. He hasn't this year, but I'm not sure I'm, I'm that worried, especially against a lefty like Matt Boyd. And then, exactly. uh, more importantly, when Matt Boyd's out of the game, uh, you get the Tigers bullpen. And that's good for Sal Perez too. So I agree. I like that. You're right. Posey's like a great pick, but it almost makes too much sense and makes me a little nervous because if I were to make up a number, I bet, you know, 25% of lineups, if not more, are going to have him in it. So. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd bet even higher than that. I would be surprised if he crossed 50% in some tournaments. Yeah. Um, so, again, not, nothing wrong with it. You're just, you got to be worried about that. Um, there are other options. I actually like the opposite side of that one, Nick Hunley against Ryan yeah, Vogelsong. It's not a bad one. Nick, uh, you know, Nick Hunley's been awesome at home this year, and Ryan Vogelsong is nothing special, and you're still getting Coors Field. Um, that might be one I like. Uh, if you're just looking for a guy, I wrote Wilson Ramos gets Matt Wizzler, and Wilson Ramos is a catcher that's typically an okay hitter. He's had a pretty bad year, though. Um, you, you'd be digging pretty deep, uh, going with him, but Matt Wizzler's pretty bad, too. So, 
it's an option. Just again, if you're in GPP and you want a not obvious pick, uh, you can go there. Um, I also have Francisco Cervelli getting Taylor Youngman. Taylor Youngman's pretty good though, so I don't know how excited I'm about that, but he's a decent hitter and it's a Milwaukee, so it would be okay. And then my last catcher is Yasmani Grandal getting Colin Ray. That's in San Diego and it's not exciting either. Uh, with these five games, I was kind of looking for anybody that was even an option um, right. that I would consider. Uh, especially, yeah, in your GPPs, you want, you know, one of those that people aren't thinking about. Um, so yeah, I'm digging deep, but I would agree that, uh, Buster Posey is, you know, option A. And then I like Hunley or, or Sal Perez as well. Um, did you have any of those that I didn't have? Uh, I have Jonathan Lucroy's looked more like his old self in the mm. last, you know, week, 10 days. Uh, Facing the best pitcher of the day, Francisco Liriano. And Liriano does have reverse splits due to a nice changeup. One of the few times I'll believe in reverse splits is when you got a changeup pitcher on the hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, he's not immune to his bad games. Uh, so I could almost see putting together a sneaky Milwaukee stack in a GPP and hoping it goes off. Because uh, everyone's going to be using Liriano. If he goes sour and uh, the Brewers are the team producing offense you're gonna win a lot of money yeah yeah i can see that for sure picking against the best pitcher specifically for that reason yeah um, and should... it, it's not like he's clayton kershaw either he's uh, a guy who does have his bad outings yeah yep no I, I would agree that's a that's a good strategy especially in gpp just to kind of hope for that to happen mm-hmm. how about at first base who do you see uh first base is the one position where i really felt like there's a lot of depth mm-hmm. and uh wide range of prices on it too so i might actually address it last today mm-hmm. i'd like uh, to do that a lot yeah at, at the top of the pile miguel cabrera is always a play uh, you can make if you have the money uh, he's up against edison volquez today uh, not a highly exciting matchup but with miguel cabrera you don't really need to worry about that too much as long as he's not facing again a clayton kershaw uh, you can pretty much feel free to use him if you have the money mm-hmm uh, there's uh, other side of that matchup, couple Royals you can think about. Uh, Eric Hosmer won't have the platoon advantage against Boyd, but I'm not sure it really matters that much. Right. And that, then uh, Kendris Morales as well. That made me like Eric Hosmer. You know, again, same kind of thing as Sal Perez. Uh, even if he doesn't do well at first, you get past him and get into the Tigers' bullpen. And also, he's a good enough hitter that I could see him doing okay, too. Yep, Absolutely. Another option at Coors Field, uh, two guys actually, uh, Ben Paulson with the, the Rockies uh, up against Ryan Vogelsong. Uh, he's not terribly expensive, he's hitting very well at home. And then uh, Brandon Belt's going to be facing a lefty, and that usually means a day to sit him. Uh, today, I'd almost think about, if you're running a giant stack, uh, maybe using him. Uh, he'll probably still start, usually about sixth when lefties are on the hill. And I think that Rockies bullpen is going to be active around the fifth inning. Yeah. I agree. I wrote that down. And also, Brandon Belt hasn't been bad against lefties this year. Could have 831 OPS against lefties this year. Pretty good. And going to be in Coors Field and that Rockies bullpen. Uh, Brandon Belt might be one of my favorite picks. Um, again, hopefully people skip him just because, you know, he gets a lefty and they see the lefty right. on lefty and it's bad. But Chris Russin's bad. Rockies bullpen's bad. It's Coors Field. I like that a lot. I'm hoping that the lefty on lefty will shake people off and then I can stick with them, especially when he hasn't been that bad against lefties this year. 
uh, again, looking for the not obvious um, and the and the helpful. Um, do you like Adrian Gonzalez going to San Diego getting Colin Ray? Yeah, I do. It's a good matchup for him. He's not been uh, hitting too well lately, but also not ice cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a viable play today as price is reasonable. Uh, kind of a mid-tier price, 3100 on FanDuel. Uh, pull it up on DraftKings here. Uh 4400 on DraftKings. So players usually cost more there, so mm-hmm. that's not out the ordinary. I uh, think he's a fine play today. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I like him. He's always pretty defendable, just RBI-wise. Um, I would also add Freddie Freeman getting Jordan Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. Again, kind of liking it because it's not obvious because he's, you know, a name that people avoid because they're like, oh, no, it's Jordan Zimmerman. He hasn't been that good. And so I think Freeman could be okay. I have no idea who's going to drive in, though, because the Braves are really bad. Um, so the ceiling's a little bit low there. Um, and then Pedro Alvarez getting Taylor Youngman. You're just hoping he runs in the one. That's all. Yep. Um, but that game's in Milwaukee, too. So yeah. he's got a little bit elevated home run chance. Yeah. That, that's just, you know, it's, it's a guy. Pedro Alvarez is a guy. He always, <laughs> he always, you know, is worth a look. Always has a chance. So. Um, but I don't know. I think Brandon Belt might be my favorite pick or, or like Eric Hosmer, someone backwards like that. Um, any of the first basemen you had? I could also take a look at Ryan Zimmerman against Matt Whistler. Um, just another guy you could possibly stack against. Uh, Nationals are a little banged up. Seems like, uh, Bryce Harper and probably Michael Taylor will be out today. Mm -hmm. Uh, they both left yesterday's game with injuries. Uh, so, uh, you know, might be a little banged up in the lineup front, but they still have some good hitters. They can do some damage against Whistler. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about second base? Or who really like is your Type A most obvious pick for second base? I I think there's two that I would consider the most obvious: uh, Ben Zobris against Boyd, mm-hmm. and then uh, Anthony Rendon against Whistler. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're probably just the more talented options today uh, with the better matchups. Uh, there's also Ian Kinsler against Edison Volquez. Yep. I'm not as big a fan of that matchup, but still a, a fine play. Uh, he's a little pricey for my liking, though. Yeah, I don't think there's really a, a Buster Posey going on at no. second base that's everybody's going to have. Um, there's no super great matchup. My favorite's Ben Zobrist. Uh, he's great against the lefties, and again, he gets the Tigers. So that, that one seems pretty good. Um, would you consider DJ LeMahieu getting Ryan Vogel's on? Yes, absolutely. Uh, LeMahieu's always a nice high floor pick. Uh, it's an opposite field hitter, just sprays the ball everywhere. And, uh, yeah, I think the matchup's really good for him today with that. Yep, you can do that. Or uh, I always call him boring, but he does gets the job done. Neil Walker yep. gets Taylor Youngman. Yep, absolutely. Uh, another good play. Uh, Youngman's a guy probably we'll talk about in a little more detail when we get to the pitching side. Uh, so obviously he's pitched very well. Uh, there's, you know, some signs that maybe he won't continue to do that, and, uh, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I like Neil Walker there just fine. Then I had Rendon, Kinsler, and Sobers. Do you have anybody else? Uh, a couple bargains you can think about. Kelby Tomlinson starting regularly for the Giants. Mm-hmm. He's not really much of anything. Uh, he's got like a 400 bat pip, and that's driving his results so far. But with a matchup against Chris Russell at Coors Field, you know, I'm not concerned about the high bat pip. Uh, he is kind of a high bat pip guy in general from his minor league stint, so it's not completely out of the question that he'll 
you know, still post a fairly high average, something like a 330 BAPIP. Yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, you know, not much of a power guy, but could hit some doubles today, steal some bases. Yep, I like that, just in terms of, it's like nobody's really jumping off the page for me at second base, you know. Yeah. And, th- and then there's also Chase Utley against Colin Ray. Uh, Utley, I think, had a homer yesterday and you know, has been fine since coming back from the disabled list. Mm-hmm. Not exciting. Got to make sure he's in the lineup. He's not playing yes, absolutely every day. But if he is, yeah, I could see that for sure. How about third base? Anybody real obvious to you there? Ooh, it's a very thin position. I think the very obvious picks, uh, both at Coors Field again. Nolan Arenado against Vogelson, and then opposite side of that, Matt Duffy against Russin. Yeah. Uh, both easily top plays of the day. Uh, Arenado costs more than Duffy, and I kind of like Duffy a little bit more, to be yeah. honest. I was saying, um, it, just thinking how awful this slate would get if like there was bad weather in Colorado. Yeah. How quickly and- that could make things a problem. Yeah, there's there's a chance for a little bit of rain uh, from the weather reports I was reading this morning. Uh, it seems like, like passing sprinkles more so than anything uh, that, that would be game delaying or postponing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would feel I would feel completely comfortable with the hitters and uh, you know check back later for uh, pitchers. Yep. Um, would you consider Aramis Ramirez going back to Milwaukee? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, it, you're going to have to pick someone. And third base is particularly shallow today. I think uh, Ramirez is one of the better power threats uh, from that position. Uh, so uh, you, you got to take what's available. He's a little bit underwhelming at this point in the career, but he's still putting numbers up. You know, yeah. he has hey. off the top of my head like 15 homers, 60 RBIs, nothing yep, he's amazing. Hitting the middle of that lineup too, so yeah. there's potential for an outburst. Yep, got to make sure he gets in the lineup. How about a Justin Turner getting Colin Ray? You like that? Yep, okay, that's another one I like. Uh, usually hitting in the middle of the Dodgers lineup. It's it's a good matchup. Ray's not really much of anything. I want to say Justin Turner got hit by a pitch on Wednesday though, so make sure he's in the lineup. He he might not be ready to go. Uh, okay. But but check that off the top of my head. I think that happened. And then my really boring pick that I would only consider on a day like this, but I'm going to at least, you know, con- I at least considered it, which is saying something, might be first time this year. Younger V. Solarte gets Matt Latos. They like to bat him leadoff. He has 10, 12 homer pop. Matt Latos has struggled. I can't believe I would consider using him, but I think he's going to be really not obvious and has shown the potential for a big game sometimes. Just... Has a little bit of pop, and he's at the top of the lineup uh, for the Padres. So uh, it'd have to be a pretty big format for me. But um, again, nobody's really amazing at third base other than Duffy and, and Arenado. So I don't know. Would you ever consider Solarte? Oh, yeah. I, I do like him. Uh, he's a nice uh, roster glue type. Uh, just someone you fit in there for his cheap price and mm-hmm. uh, potential to do something at the top of the lineup. Something I meant to mention at the very beginning of the episode, uh, these kind of days, they're good for, especially in September when you got uh, weird play up players and call-ups in the lineup, it's good to make sure you're on top of the lineups. You're going to see some weird guys at the top of the order, and they might be the DFS heroes of today. Yep, and finding one of them is a bunch of net points that nobody else has and can make a big difference and move yep. you up through those, uh, through those rankings. So, yeah, I, I like Solarte a lot less than you, it sounds like, but I would actually consider him today for sure. Um, anybody else at third base? Uh, 
just just to mention him more so than actually use him. Uh, Hector Oliveira is up in the majors, uh, mm-hmm. bang middle of Braves lineup. He's against Jordan Zimmerman, uh, probably you know maybe the pitcher I trust to be the most stable today. Uh, he's uh, between him and Liriano, they're definitely the top two options. Uh, so it's not really a good matchup. He costs two thousand on DraftKings. So if you're you know trying to use couple expensive guys, maybe Liriano and Youngman, mm-hmm. uh, he can be a way to save some money. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Yeah, he's a guy you got to start considering, you know, uh, every day. I, I kind of forget, and I think about how punchless the Braves are. He's, he's an option. We don't know much about him yet, but he's an option. And then, uh, how about shortstop? Did you have any ideas at this already thin position? Uh, you know, it's not a great day for shortstop. Uh, you have Jose Reyes at the top of the pool up against Vogelsong, uh, Jung Ho Gung against uh, Taylor Youngman. Uh, I'm not feeling great about either of those matchups, but obviously, you know, course field with Reyes, uh, it's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gung's a, a nice power hitter at a good park for it this uh, week. And then uh, also, like, uh, Jimmy Rollins is hitting fine. Uh, recently even from the lefty box right and so i like his matchup against colin ray too yeah um yeah i have that he he's also boring but capable of getting it done um at least getting some points if not stealing a base running into one or just being at the top of the dodgers lineup could mean points for him how about uh ian desmond getting matt Wisler? do you believe in ian desmond at all i believe in him in some extent uh he's you know it's a nice gamble uh one that i would be much more willing to take in a GPP than a cash game. He's <laughs> not quite hit that you know, stride that I'd hope to see, mm-hmm. uh, but he is showing better power in the second half, and I think it's reasonable to expect that he might hit a home run against Whistler. Yeah. Um, I would be a Brandon Crawford day, but he's been so banged up. You know. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if he's going to play. Yeah, if he got in, I would consider it. He's okay against lefties. It's course Field. It's the bad Rockies, but... He's he's been banged up, and it's it's enough to you know scare you away. Um, if not, make him not an option. Um, you could consider Alcides Escobar, especially if you pick other Royals. He is right-handed and gets a lefty. That could be okay, but he's pretty darn uninspiring though. So I don't know how how thrilled I'd be about it. But he is an option. Same with uh, Gene Segura. Gets a lefty in Francisco Liriano and. Like you said, uh, it's probably the best pitcher of the day, so picking against him can mean some big things, and that's that's a strategy I actually like quite a bit. Would you consider either of those two? Uh, definitely Escobar. Uh, Fanduel, he's 2200 today, uh, so minimum price pick. Uh, good matchup for him. Uh, definitely worth well more than that today. Uh, DraftKings, his price is 3600 which I think is... Uh, reasonable, accurate for what he should be expected to do, mm-hmm. and uh, so less of a bargain there. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not any as other... big on Segura. Yeah. Uh, any other short stops for you? Uh, that's it for me. Yeah. Nobody real exciting, but there there are places to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you know I might go somewhere cheap, especially you know, like you said, I'll see this smallest price possible at uh, at Fanduel. That's that's kind of interesting. And then in the outfield, typically, hopefully, the deepest position. What do you have? Where, where do you? Where are you going? Do you have a strategy here for the outfield? <laughs> uh, 
You know, I, I, I dummied up a FanDuel roster earlier, and I didn't have too much of a strategy there. There's just a couple guys who uh, I really wanted to get in the lineup. Uh, Marlon Bird was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, and he's a little bit expensive today, but probably worth it. A great matchup against uh, Russell. He also has the uh, fly ball, ground ball splits on his side today. Uh, likes to hit ground ball pitchers, and Rustin's lean that way. Uh, so, you know, a couple factors in his favor. Um, I'm thinking he's one of the top plays, uh, even though he's you know, usually someone who's more of an afterthought. He sure hasn't had any problems with the Giants, though. And you're no. hoping for some power from him, and he, you know, Colorado's a good place to do that. So I could yep. see that. Yeah, everything's uh, in place. Yep. Um, I also love Lorenzo Cain getting Matt Boyd. It's another one of those mm-hmm. type A choices where. Anytime he gets a lefty, especially this bad lefty, and then he gets the Tigers bullpen, and he's at home, I, I'm fine with all that. All systems go for Lorenzo Cain, I feel like. Um, would you consider either of the Brewers righties against Francisco Liriano in terms of Ryan Ron or Chris Davis? Yeah, if you're going with that stack, I think they're an important part of it. Uh, if anyone's going to really do damage against Illyrian, it's going to be Lucroy, Braun, and Davis, most likely. Uh, so, you, you got to be in on them. Yep, yep. Um, and you're just, you know, hoping for Liriano to fall apart. And yep. it, it's possible. The mm-hmm. opposite side, Gregory Blanco gets Taylor Youngman, would be okay. He's He's been doing well, and it's lefty against righty. And then, um, how about J.D. Martinez getting ends in Volquez? That's righty on righty and not a deal. Volquez is just such a frustrating pitcher both to own and go against. He doesn't have great peripherals, but still gets the job done. Would you consider J.D. Martinez? I, I would consider him just about any day. Uh, he has that kind of game-changing power, um, kind of like a Nelson Cruz. Uh, still uh, a little more uh, risky, I'll say, today than others. Uh, prefers fly ball pitchers. Volquez obviously a ground ball guy. Uh, also in Kauffman Stadium where, uh, you know, Martinez is really going to have to get into the ball to get it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go Rockies outfielders almost always. Uh, that's Carlos Gonzalez and Charlie Blackman getting right in the mm-hmm. song. Should be just fine. I don't see a reason not to be okay with that. And then a couple uh, Dodgers, uh, Andre Ethier, Jacques Peterson, Carl Crawford if you really want, but I, I'm not that inspired by him. But any of those guys going to San Diego to get Colin Ray could be okay. And then if you're just looking for guys that can do something on this day, uh, Justin Upton and Matt Kemp, get Matt Latos. And I feel like I'm just betting on Matt Latos being bad. And so far <laughs> in a Dodger uniform, he has been. So, I mean, there's not a lot in the Padres lineup I like. And they prefer lefties. But you wouldn't be, you know, shocked if Justin Upton or Matt Kemp had a good game, yeah? Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, they're on my list, and Latos hasn't lasted through five innings in his last three starts. So, uh, quick turnover, probably, uh, in the cards for the Dodgers tonight. Yep. Um, any other outfielders for you that I didn't have? Uh, a couple more. I like the uh, Pirate stack most days. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, starring Marte, and then Gregory Polanco is kind of my favorite these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because he's cheaper and has a pretty solid ceiling himself. And uh, they're all up against Taylor Youngman at Miller Park. I think it's a, a fine direction to go uh, mm-hmm. for a stack. Uh, you know, it's not the most obvious. I might uh, shake some of the uh, you know, other people in a large GPP who are stuck on Coors Field or uh, one of those really terrible pitchers that are uh, going for another team. Yep, I like that. Any others? 
Uh, I also like Jason Wirth against Whistler. Uh, Wirth's looked like his normal self over the last two weeks. I think he can plug in and be pretty safe for you. Uh, and then uh, Johnny Gomes will probably start against Matt Boyd. Johnny Gomes, that's quite the nice cheap pick. Um, yeah, showing up in Kansas City as a replacement for Alex Rios and his chicken pox, I feel like. <laughs> and this is what they got him for. That's a nice deep pick that's not going to be very popular, but I could see that. Yeah, if he gets in the lineup, if he gets in there, he gets Matt Boyd, he might only play half the game. Could I don't know. Right, that's, well, that's the risk with him always. And his season numbers look bad on the face of it. Uh, if you dig into the splits, he's still mashing lefties, something like 260, 400, 480. Yeah. And uh, it's just he's faced way too many righties this year. It's made, made the season numbers look bad. Yeah. Also, to be fair, for him to get pulled out halfway through the game, that would require Ned Yost to make an in-game lineup change, which <laughs> I'm not sure he's capable of doing. So maybe he would not get switched out, for better or worse. Maybe be yeah. left hand to face righties. I don't know. At some point, there's a defensive replacement, or uh, Terrence Gore will go run for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that might be a thing. Um, but I like that as a, a cheap, uh, you know, deep third option, for sure. Um, okay, and then any others for you, or are you on the pitchers? That's, I'm on the pitchers now. <laughs> All right, help me out with pitchers. What are you thinking here? Well, we, we've talked about Liriano, we've talked about Zimmerman. They're obviously the top two choices. They're yep. the guys who you can count on to usually be good. Yep. And then Taylor Youngman's actually got the best production on average uh, on DraftKings, and uh, uh, not too far off pace on... Uh, actually, no, he's still the best on FanDuel, too. Uh, yeah. The issue with Youngman, and I'm promised we get to this, he's got a 2.48 ERA, a 2.99 FIP, and then his XFIP is 3.83. Uh, so he's been suppressing home runs at a place where you know, home runs fly pretty freely. Uh, I'm not sure if that's really a skill he'll maintain. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he hasn't—he he has shown that ability in the minors, but doesn't always translate to the majors. Uh, there's also uh, projection systems think that his strikeout rate's a little high, and that that'll come down. Uh, and if and when that does, uh, you're looking at a guy who's more of a 4.5 ERA pitcher. Yeah, and uh, that's somebody who has a blow up outing every once in a while. Yeah, so risky at his price is my uh, final analysis. Yep, I can see that for sure. Capable of being good, you know, he has good starts in him as he's shown, but he could blow up your day for sure. Um, do you like Liriano and Zimmerman? I mean, realize they're the best options, but yeah, yeah, I, I like them both. Uh, Zimmerman's even my preferred pick just because he's going against a much weaker pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liriano has young men, and as we just pointed out, maybe he'll blow up, maybe he'll pitch just fine like he's been. Yeah. Uh, with with Whistler on the other side of Zimmerman, I think he's a pretty solid uh, bet for a win. Yep. Um, I wrote down Edens and Volquez getting the Tigers. It's yeah. Uh, I'm not yeah. <laughs> excited about it. I'm never excited about Ensign Volquez at all. But I think people are going to be scared away, especially because it says Tigers there. And the truth is, they have not been as crazy. And Ensign Volquez, who we're all not inspired by, continues to have his good games from time to time. You know, would not shock me if he did well. So, I don't know. I'm not pumped about it. But on a day where you're looking unobvious, that's a way to go. And then... I, I don't want either of the pitchers in Colorado. Uh, just, not just cause, cause Colorado, cause neither of them are any good. Um, but how about the guys in San Diego? Matt Latos, who's been bad as a Dodger, 
or Colin Ray, who's in general uninspiring? Would you consider them on such a small slate? You know, you have to consider everybody, even a guy in Coors, uh, like Ryan Vogel's song. I'd probably stay away from Russin, uh, no matter mm-hmm. what. But, uh, yeah, you gotta consider everyone. Uh, getting back to Volquez, uh, most days I just pass on him, but you look at this pool, uh, we talked about the first three guys. Edison's the fourth guy who, you know, you can look at it and say, I could see how he might have a good outing. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone else, really, it's not there. It's hard to imagine it turning out well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latos maybe is the next one. And as I mentioned, he hasn't lasted more than four point something innings in his last three starts. Uh, getting teed up before that even. So, uh, not looking too good for him. Uh, Ray's got such a low ceiling. Uh, there's, it, it's hard to really see him having a great outing. I could, wouldn't be surprised if he maybe goes five innings, three runs allowed, and if the Padres go off against Latos, could get a win. Yep. Uh, that's kind of a best case scenario in my mind. Yeah, I might take Latos just hoping for the park and the Padres to be bad. Cause yeah. they're capable of being bad. So. It's true. Uh, but there's a lot of blow up potential there. Your just your stack would be riding on him, and it could go either way. Um, yeah, it's a tough day at pitcher. You got to go. Do you want to go Zimmerman or Liriano and be obvious, and then try and you know shake things up with your hitters, which would be okay if you felt like you didn't take Posey and, and the obvious hitters. You can take the obvious pitcher probably, and try and bank on strikeouts from Liriano or a good outing from Zimmerman. But uh, otherwise, you might need to to be craftier. Um, again, depending on your format, I feel like GPP is, you're more motivated to, to go deeper and then look for the alternatives. But if you're in a smaller format, just take Lariano or just take Zimmerman. I think it'd be fine. Yeah. Keep it easy. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So we managed to actually fill a podcast on this teeny little slate. <laughs> um, Brad, do you have anything before we get out of here? Uh, I think that about covers it. Yeah. Um, Brad is on Twitter at baseball A team. And always has stuff to say about uh, fantasy baseball and DFS all over the internet. Uh, I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. Uh, I wanted to mention we had some good new uh, reviews on the iTunes page, which we appreciate because, again, we moved out to our own feed and, uh, you know, our page looks so empty and sad. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, getting some good, uh, some comments over there and we appreciate that, including one from, uh, regular listener Yancey Eaton who who said some good things um but among them um pointed out that we don't miss a day which is something I'm particularly proud of you know Monday to Friday and that includes you know today on such a small slate able to still put a podcast together and and that's something that uh is important to to me at least so uh I'm glad he he recognized that so thanks for the comment that meant a lot and um, he also left us some criticism over there, which I appreciated too, because of course he was <laughs> nice about it, but, uh, that helps us get better. So, yeah, uh, if you guys use iTunes, go ahead and leave us a rating and, and comments over there, um, good or bad. Again, if you're, you have a criticism, keep it constructive, hopefully, but we appreciate it all. You know, I like having, uh, hearing from people that, that listen and it helps us to do it every day. Anyway, that'll do it for us. Uh, I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS, Brad's at Baseball A Team like to hear from you guys. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with Matt. Other than that, uh, good luck with this slate. I'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.